Okay, here with Daniel. How's it going, Daniel? I am all right. How are you? I mean, I'm better than all right. United, yeah. United won the first game of the season in uh-huh. devastating style. And so there's that. Yeah. And also, I'm less That's ill than I have previously been. Yeah. So I'm also yeah. celebrating. Gonorrhea is finally gone. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something okay. like that. Herpes. I originally thought, because um, there is something that I was told I, I had that turned out was herpes. And then I cast my mind back. I can't, am I going to tell this story? When I was on my year off, one of my mates who I was sharing a room with got herpes, like not like but like some kind of like nastiness on the skin. And me and the other guy I was sharing with, we cordoned off the room, like we got like a sheet and like fastened it to the walls and stuff. So he had his own little booth. And I was thinking about that when I thought I had it myself, but it turned out that I didn't, and didn't. No one knows exactly what I had. It appears to be appears that after. A struggle of uh, roughly six weeks where uh, yeah it's i've almost i've almost survived it the ladies of great britain will be very glad to hear that you haven't got herpes god that was very <laughs> yeah I, I can't think of a nice way to transition into talking about the football but united were pretty dreadful i mean I might get so far as to say that might have been one of the worst performances under Ten Hag. Me getting circumstances, first game of the season the- and all that. Although I did think eight preseason games might have got us a bit sharper than we were. Yes, it was It was exactly exactly that. What have you been doing for the last bit of time if this is the result? Like imagine, imagine you're at work and you get sent off on a project for eight weeks. And the project that you return yeah. is the quality of that. Then, yeah, you would you would be wondering what might get said for your employers. So, yeah, I mean that's all of them. I think, yeah, it is, it is just one game, and we did win it. And it is worth noting that. I mean, I thought that the goalkeeper did yeah. all right before he tried to toss yeah, it off. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was going to be a penalty. Yeah, I mean, obviously, when I first saw it thought that was a pen and then on replays I just wondered whether there was just enough doubt to not overturn it the fact that the Dawson it was missed it as well and then the the second player coming from behind you I can't remember who that was actually did get the header in so might 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 be mitigating factors in not giving the penalty away there and goalkeepers get a bit of leeway don't they to go challenge for a ball yeah, I, I don't mind if that's not if that kind of challenge isn't deemed a penalty. I, I can't believe I'm going to make this comparison. I can't believe I know this, but in motor racing, and yeah, sometimes yeah, we all have we all have to do things at work. And motor in, in motor racing, there'll be some kind of collision, and they call it a racing incident. I think is the terminology. And I was thinking that would be sort of my excuse for why I was trying to justify why that wasn't a penalty as well. That. It's a physical game. You jump. You don't. Is it going to be the case that every time players contest the ball and one touches the other one, it's a foul, or one touches the other one in a certain way, a certain velocity? I mean, we don't. We don't really know. It's it's very hard for us to be precise about what constitutes yeah. a foul in that situation. So you're sort of therefore allowing the referee to say, like, that's all right. That kind of collision is okay. Or, or it's too much. It's just it's that's sort of the judgment. Like it's very it's very broad. So that that was how I was explaining that I thought it wouldn't yeah. be maybe it wouldn't be a penalty. But yeah, I did I think mean, he'd give us a penalty. I guess the other analogy is strike has a shot, defender absolutely cleans them out after the shot is taken. It's never given, just never given. 
So I, I don't know. It's not exact analogy, but it's sort of sort of similar. I, I suppose if it had been given, it wouldn't have been overturned. Like a bit like a DRS decision in uh, cricket, right? Umpires call that one, which is fine. Like which is fine. You want? I'm happy. I my ideal is we just always go with the bloke on the pitch at the time. So more than I'm more than happy with that. Like I mean, I'm happy with like the the goal line stuff is obviously fine. If we ever get to a point where we can agree what an offside rule is and tell you exactly what it is, offside or not offside, then fine, I'd take that as well. But otherwise, I'm just happy for the referee to make the decision. So whatever it happens to be, and if it's not the one that you want, then remember that <laughs> you're an adult. Wow, that's, that's, that's hard. And that your, t- your team has, has... No, your TA, I mean, your team has opportunities to make yeah. the decision of the referee irrelevant for 90 plus minutes so it shouldn't almost never be the case that the match comes down to what the referee does because if the referee makes one mistake at the end say how many mistakes of all the players how many chances do Wolves miss to score they had 23 shots today yeah which is the the second most by any team ever at Old Trafford in the since they started recording this in 03-04 and the most was Chelsea in (laughs) 04-05 and they also (laughs) lost 1-0 I just came up with that. No, I didn't opt to this. Yeah, it, the, the intro is, I mean, you want to get even more nerdy about this. United actually XG'd Wolves today, despite having quite a lot fewer shots. So, uh, I mean, it was just, United looked off it right from the beginning. There were very few passages in the game that really it flowed at all. There, it's, I mean, it's obviously, I mean, it's the most banal analysis to say Marcus Rashford coming into midfield with his back to goal, trying to play like a number nine, didn't quite work. So that's clearly why we've signed a number nine. <laughs> and then Mount and Bruno, like on top of each other all I mean, the time, one thing always I would in the say, same zone. They're going to have to sort that out. One thing I would say is that although Wolves were the better team, I thought United had the better chances in the first half. They had the two shots that went wide, but they were both from angles and from a bit yeah. further away. Rashford should have scored. Yeah, yeah. He should have chipped right, the keeper, right near he? the beginning, he should have scored. And Far- he just all he had to do was get it past him. He was so far out that, yeah, he just had quite a lot, quite a lot of options, and just it was just sort of a, felt like a sort of a rushed finish in the end. And Varane should have scored as well, you know. And so, but I mean, I I I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it yet because obviously it's just one game. But I said that I thought Mason Pout was the wrong player, a good player, but the wrong player, not good, not not quite good enough, but also just not the right kind of player. And that game is a reason why I think that. And they've got time to work it out. But if you've got a midfield three of Casemiro, Bruno, Mount, none of them are all of fast, strong, and, uh, and, and, and yeah, fast and strong. I mean, that's, that's none, of, none of them are all, yeah. both of those things. And you need football... And that, unless you Busquets, Xavi, and um, Iniesta, Busquets, Xavi, and Iniesta. Like, if you think about other great midfields, even like yeah, like Modric is, is little but tough. So he's much tougher than what the Mount is. But Kroos is a big lad, and Casemiro, like young young Casemiro. Now you've got Casemiro, who's physical, but he can't cover the whole length width of the pitch himself. And then. The player that you needed, I think, is someone who was also physical, who could play in Casemiro's position if you needed to, but also could yeah. run forward with the ball and can move 
Whereas Mount is another player who you sort of want the ball to be in the final third already for him to get on it. Whereas I wanted a player to help us get the ball from the first third to the third, like someone to play in that middle of the pitch to help get the ball there. I don't really think that Mount is that player. I think he's someone you want in and around the box. And United have already got almost the best one of those that there is. And so they need someone to fill in that bit in the middle. And I actually thought that maybe that would be what Mainu would do. And that actually, if Mount doesn't play brilliantly this season, he'll probably, he could well be second, not be first choice by then. But then, I mean, I can't remember who said that. I think it was the United James, the United Muppeteers guy said that United Ten Hag wants him to play as a number six. Mainu. So maybe he's his, his, his yeah. friend, Frankie yeah. de Jong, basically. But yeah, it's just, that's why, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Mount will be useful and have good games, but that midfield, Casemiro, Bruno, Mount, is not the kind of midfield that I wanted to see. And that's why that, this game is exactly why. I, I mean, I couldn't help but think he, throughout the game that United are missing a bit of a cunt in there. Just someone who's actually going to be a bit of a destroyer as well. And and Casemiro can't really do that anymore. He hasn't got the mobility that he once had, or maybe he was just never that mobile. And it is a problem for United. And you can see why the club are probably still thinking about bringing in that kind of player if they could shift one of Maguire or McTominay or both. And I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't do some business in the last couple of weeks if if they do manage to move one of those players on, just because it's the squad is clearly missing that kind of player. I mean, of course... Like they wouldn't do the deal because it's a ridiculous fee, but Moises Caicedo is that kind of prototype of player. I mean, it's an insane fee, but but here's the thing, right? But you just could have you just could have had him for the mount money and a little bit more, maybe. I mean, maybe you maybe you couldn't, but I mean, I guess he did go for quite Double. a lot more than mount in the end, so that's 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 not a fair comparison. But he was just it just felt like. Casemiro, a lot of his best work, where we were like, oh, this bloke is really better than we thought he actually was, came near the opposing box. So I would have wanted another player who could do a bit of playing, a bit of where he usually plays, but also a bit like a a kind of six and an eight and allow them to alternate and Casemiro to be that as well. So when you need that, when you need two players to be in front of the defence, you're not, you you have that. And when you don't have, like wolves, like striding through United's defense. I looked at the teams actually, and I thought the um, the Gomez Nunes. That's that's a good midfield, and I knew that Cunha and Neto give United problems as well because we aren't physical enough, like, and we aren't quick enough. And about Ten Hag signed, I think Ten Hag signed well yet last season, even though obviously Malassia we'll see. Anthony, I think, didn't have a good night tonight, but has shown enough to make me think he's a good player. But whether he was the best available, I mean, who knows? But let's see. Anyway, like we, we, we digress. The point is that teams teams running through United's midfield like that, and Tottenham will try to do the same, that they've they've seen it happen. And the question is, is Ten Hag just going to say, well, you need to take Mount out? But he doesn't, doesn't have anyone to play at the weekend who, apart from McTominay, really, who will be able to do that. Yeah, I hope the reaction isn't, which we saw once in pre-season to shift Mount to 10 and Bruno wide and bring in McTominay. I, I mean, like, because you you might get a bit more defensive solidity, but you lose all your creativity. I, it, the, the balance isn't quite right. And maybe we're just overreacting because it was a really crappy performance, but it feels like there's still a bit missing. Yeah, it's not, it's it's not, you, you, I don't mind, I mean, I, I think it's odd that they played so badly. I do. But it's more that, 
I guess when you see the manifestation of something you thought would be the case immediately, then there's obviously an urge to say, well, I was right about that. But it just, it doesn't look like Mason Mount. Unless Mason Mount can become a different player. I mean, that's what that's what it's going to take. Mainu's out until what? The end, right. I think the end of September or something. And so, unless they sign someone, and I, I mean, the players that they're linked with, what do you, I mean, obviously the, what, the two that are, are being, we know that they're interested in, I guess, seem to be yeah, Nana yeah. and uh, I mean, Amrabat. Uh, what, what are your uh, thoughts on them? Yeah, Amrabat I'm not a big fan of, and I, I said this on Twitter and everyone pushed back, but he he's, he's a player who's got, for me, one good thing, that he uses the ball well and progresses the ball pretty well. I think he makes almost no defensive contribution, so it would be more of the same for me. He doesn't, he doesn't, there's no, like, he doesn't defend, he doesn't tackle, he doesn't block, he doesn't clear, he doesn't do any of that dirty stuff. Um, he had a good World Cup, but it's in a very different system, in a much slower pace of football. He wasn't even that good for Fiorentina last season, really. So, I don't know. Just my opinion, of course, for what it's worth, but I'm not a big fan of uh, Amrabat. And no, 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 I don't, I just don't know. I mean, he, they were so dog shit last season, Everton, it's really hard to pick a player out from that and go, yeah, I can really see it. I I mean, to me, he's he's not looked... I, I once, I'd like some height and physical presence. I mean, that was... Yeah, that it was gives you exactly that. One. Yeah. But do I see... Does he have the kind of feet that I think are yeah. necessary in no the idea. United field? Not, not, not according to what I've seen. Again, like you've got to trust Ten Hag, but I am starting to wonder if... Like this might like yeah, if he's spending semi semi massive money on semi players, whereas I'd be thinking, can I put two of these together and get get someone who I know is brilliant? Because it's not I know that he needs players for the squad, but it's just not good. If if Mount is what I'm saying he is, and then we sign either Amrabat or Onana, and they are what we fear they are, then we're still going to have, we're still going to need yeah. another player. And then I, I guess also while we're on the subject of what we might do with this team, and here's the thing, it is, it's Ten Hag's team now, so he's under pressure. He's been backed more than probably any manager in the post Turkey era, and he's chosen his players. So it's it, he, he does sure. need to make this happen. But I would, I mean, I, I feel bad saying that. I, I, I would, because Juan Bissaka played well tonight, but previous to his performance tonight, and I'm not going to change what I think based on one game, I would be spending the money that Pavar, another, I forgot about him, another, like, he seems he's a good player, but worth having around as a utility player. But why is that, would you not spend that money on the best right back that you could get? Yes, it wouldn't be one I picked out. I don't, I don't know how real that is or whether it's just agent talk because he's trying to get out. And, and also he's got a year left on his contract. So Bayern may be looking at trying to get a fee. Of course. So we've only got a couple of weeks more of the transfer window, I mean, so thankfully the... all this stuff will be out of the way by uh, in two weeks' time. By which time United may have got annihilated by Spurs and Arsenal. Who knows? Mount, I guess, the way you could have looked at Mount is that, well, he's an upgrade on Ericsson. But perhaps he is an upgrade on Ericsson as an overall package. He's better. But perhaps the things that Ericsson brought to the team that were good, Mount doesn't have. I Like, the calmness on the ball a bit deeper the ability to spot and hit longer passes 
that Ericsson gave you, I don't necessarily think Mountain has. He does have some delivery from a couple of good yeah. deliveries from set pieces, though, which which it was pleasing to see. But yeah, I, I just think to succeed properly at United, he's going to have to become a, a different player to the one we've seen. He's got he's yeah. got to become an ex. and and we've and almost never seen that. <laughs> so made, it's, but, it's definitely a gamble. So uh, then again, we've never seen that from Ericsson, although perhaps towards the back end of the season we uh, understood why. For sure, if, if United play like that, push really high up, which they want to do to compress it and to, to enable the counter-press because you can't really do it unless your team's close together, United are going to get carved open like that on occasion and there'll be teams that are better at finishing than Wolves are who will put one of their 20-odd chances away. So it's a balance. So it's going to have to be struck for sure. Yeah, we did win the ball high. Yeah. Quite a lot of times won the ball in their hole. But the actual pressing didn't look that good to me. I felt like Rashford could have... They weren't, they weren't snappy into the press. Like the, this, the thing is also, it's not just the performance didn't work out. It felt like it was a bit listless. When it's the first game, you should have been waiting. You've been waiting all weekend to play, watching all the other dickheads get to it. You should have been at that yeah. like an absolute lunatic. I, I wonder whether them. they... And, it was, it, it was, it, it was, was, it, it was, was really limp and it felt like they were undercooked. And to use another cricket term, uh, I, I just wonder they had those eight preseason games, but how many, maybe it's only the Lance game where the actual full first team played. Everyone was getting minutes under their belt, but maybe they just didn't all play together. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought that, I thought that was slightly strange too, that, that, but you just, I guess, trying to get everyone fit and make it pleasant for everyone. But eight games felt like they're being... I mean, I know the players coming back at different times, so there's also a bit of that, but they're training together as well every day. You'd, and some, some of them have been playing together some time as well. But there's, there's, no, there's no excuse for that cohesion there, really. Yeah. In that it's not because of anything other than the feels like that they just didn't... And maybe that's that it. Maybe it was just a dreadful performance I don't... and we don't need to overanalyze it too much. And that's just what he was. Well, we know, yeah, well, we know, we know, sure. we know they're better. We know they're better than this and they will be better than this. It's just the things that we know are wrong with them have not, yeah, Mason Mount has, yeah. has not, yeah. is not going to, I don't know, yeah, it's not going to address all the, all the midfield issues. And I wanted one person who was going to do it, and he's yeah. going to need two, probably. Up front, started with Garnacho, Rashford, and Anthony, and I think probably none of them had a good game. I mean, it, it felt like, much as we like Garnacho's ceiling, and actually the thing the thing I like about him is most of the time he makes the right decisions. It, almost every time he got the ball, he made the wrong decision. Pass when he could have shot. Shot when he could have passed, came inside when he should have gone the outside. <laughs> they, they just, it all went wrong for him. And uh, although he's always direct, so you, you kind of take some of that risk with that kind of player. And same with Antin, really, on the other side, didn't think he had a good game at all. He, he sort of looked, he looked more lively on, in the first half, actually, probably the most lively of the attackers. The ball's sort of going. It was weird. Like, a lot, most of United's play in the first half seemed to come down the right, which is unusual. But yeah, he, he faded, and that's the. We have these attacking players. We know they're good players, but none of them are quite amongst the best. And the hope yeah. is, the hope is that they'll get there. But no. currently, none of no, them no. are. And it's 
and most of most of the other teams that we're competing with not all of them have have someone who is like obviously Kane's left now but Tottenham had him and City have got Haaland and other players um Liverpool have had Salah Mane like in order to stay at the top end of the table you you have to have players usually who are really like some of the best in the world in order to win the title and I don't know if we've got that in any of the front three positions no. and I probably still won't have it once Hoyland starts playing but the hope is that the hope is that they get there but in the meantime games are off we're going to struggle in games sometimes because unless you have that person that scores in almost all the games or that amazing cohesion that you get from the best players right. then, and, know, and it's, those it's front, front three that I mentioned they definitely didn't feel like they had cohesion they weren't playing off each other. Rashford, it was really weird. I mean, clearly he was frustrated. He looked frustrated 15 minutes into the game uh, and uh, trying to come deep with his back to goal. Like, he's not that player who comes deep, gets the ball turned, sprays a pass out and, and helps United like construct a move. Kane has become that player. Didn't used to be that player. Has become that kind of player. Maybe Rashford can, although I'm not sure I see it. He's a much smoother technician. Came he is. Rashford. I mean, clearly Rashford is going to be, and where he was effective last season, is is off the left. And you hope that Garnacho grows and puts pressure on him this season. And and that Hoyland, it's a big ask of him. First, it'll be the first first season in England. He's had what basically only half a season at Atlanta because all his goals last season came at the back end of last season. It's going to be a big ask for him to play a lot of games. But I suspect he might play a lot of games because United are going to be a lot better with an actual number nine in there. I mean, clearly, just someone who can knit that together. Yeah, I I felt like I felt like there was a time, I think it was towards the end of Mourinho and like where I looked like Rashford was actually getting better as a centre forward. There was a 2-2 draw maybe or a 3-0 draw, 3-2 at Southampton one. But it looked like he was sort of starting to learn the position. I mean, he is better from the left. If I was him, I said I'd be learning to play, try and play centre forward, just being something that I could do because I think Garnacho is going to come for his place quite soon. But it didn't, it didn't work out well tonight. But and it felt again like they didn't really know what what they were doing. I mean, I thought yeah. they got a bit better when Sancho came on, but it might just yeah. be because there was more space around then. But the thing with Rashford is Rashford's not a smooth technician; he's an explosive player. So. The coming short is all very well, but yeah, you need to. You're trying to get him to spin in behind, and I guess Andy Cole was not that kind of player when he arrived at United, and he became that kind of player. I don't know if Rashford's as good as Andy Cole. I mean, he he can do some things. Like Andy Cole couldn't right. have played off the left as well as Rashford does, but just that that adhesive first touch and the ability to just knock balls off one touch. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure he's ever going to quite have that. But yeah, again, it's just what the what the right combination is. It feels like the right combination will be, or the most most often played combination will be Anthony Hoyland and Rashford. And it feels like that should fuck some teams up. But everyone would have seen that, and they've, they've seen how you can play against United that you can get through that midfield until United yeah. do something about it. I mean, we we know we know we know he wants to. But I, you've got to buy someone you think is good enough to play instead of Casemiro. And I mean, you, I sort of, I feel like you're sort of looking for Casemiro's replacement, unless you think that is Mayu, in which case you need to try and find just the best number eight you can, just by, yeah, it's this. 
I understand if you want to spend less money on someone who's a bit younger than the best player you could have. So you have them for a bit longer or you develop them. I can't have, I hate buying two <laughs> shit oh, no, sure. instead yeah. of one good one. Yeah, yeah. It happened <laughs> to me once with a pair of jeans. I wanted to buy these Avisu jeans. And uh, I think they're Avisu. And I know that, and they were quite rude and they were expensive. And I decided not to buy them because I had a mate who ran the, the Tommy Hilfiger store in Oxford Street. And he gave me, could get me a ridiculous discount. So I went, I bought two pair of jeans with the money that I'd basically never wore. I can't remember if I ended up taking them back. The Avisu jeans went. And yeah, don't do that with football players either. And also, I wasn't with my wife at the time. And when that happened, that was like one of the things that made me realize I had to make that happen because I knew she would never in a million years have tolerated that behavior. It would have been buy the good ones. Shut the fuck up. It's what Liverpool did in the 1990s when they fell from the perch. They, a lot of the reason for that, as well as having some ridiculous managers like Graham Tunes, they they started buying like mediocre players and lots of them. Uh, and it's it's always it's like every single time. Jimmy I Carter. mean, like numbers are important, but for United right now, numbers are not important. We have a really big squad, pretty much the biggest squad in the Premier League in terms of like you know, first team players. We've got the biggest squad in the Premier League. Uh, and the tallest floodlights. Yeah, so you're right. Quality now rather than quantity is... Uh, I don't know that there's a lot of benefit bringing in a, another sort of squad player there. But And maybe Ken Hag will decide that too. And we just won't do any business towards the end of the season except for maybe another defensive player if Maguire goes. I mean, I'm I'm not sure exactly who. I mean, I haven't actually spent that long thinking about who the player that I want is, but I mean, I would have. I, I guess I would have tried probably for Caicedo, which is like no great, no great insight from me there. But I'm absolutely certain also that there are players who are as good as Caicedo who you could purchase for a lot less if you were sensible about how you found them. I just can't believe that you look that you look for a midfield player. And the best you think you can do for 30 million quid or 50 million quid is Amadou or Nana and yeah. Sophie Namrabat. And it doesn't mean that I want you to like the best football team doesn't have all the best players in all of the positions. So it's not about signing a team of superstars. I think the point is obviously you work out the kind of player you want and then you have to get the best version of that. And I don't, I don't feel like it can possibly be either of those two. I'm just certain that there are players who would come to United. I mean, the other player that, that the United Muppeteers said United were looking at was Kefran Turam. I've no idea. I've no idea if he's any use. I guess you can infer that Liverpool thought he was yeah. less good than Lavia and Caicedo, probably. Funny games over at Liverpool at the moment. So could well lose out to Chelsea for two midfielders in the same week and something about buses there or like getting bitten once I'm all in favor of the top bants of Todd Bowley out doing Liverpool or something like that I think this I mean this Chelsea situation is just absolutely insane I mean are they just gonna buy as many players as they can and by the time the FFP regulations punishments kick in it doesn't make any difference because they can't sign any more players because they already own all of them. Like, um, but but seriously, like, if the punishment's a transfer embargo, I mean, well, so yeah. what? They could well have decided that. I, I mean, I think I mean it's all 
back of the envelope stuff because we don't actually know the cost side of the equation. But it looks like they'll miss their FFP by miles. Right? And they have sold quite a bit. They won't be able to book all of this sales, this summer sales, because they'll still owe some amortized costs on some of them. Mount, they can take all in. That's actually a very good deal for them in terms of like an FFP thing. But they spent £900 million since in the last three windows, and they've sold not anywhere near that. And they just don't make enough money to make the sums add up. So unless there are three or four hundred million pounds of unrealized costs sitting there somewhere that we didn't know about for some reason, then they're going to be in a lot of trouble. But but what are the punishments? I mean, they could, in theory, get kicked out. And UEFA have taken this kind of weird, like lax policy of letting clubs decide when they're going to take that punishment. So Milan took took that when they were going to be in the conference league, right? And they were like, yeah, okay, we'll miss European football this season. We'll do it now. And it's just like felt like because they're going to miss out on the conference league, which actually for many clubs is a loss leader. They don't make money out of that because there's almost no TV money and prize money in that one. So if Chelsea like somehow sneak seventh this season and they've failed the FFP by miles, the UEFA FFP is different than the Premier League one for now. Then they might go, yeah, all right, we'll miss out on this one. Bad us. So, yeah. Or if it's a fine like City, what does that? What difference does that make if it's a fine? At least, at least in midfields, they have done what what I think one of the ways of doing it. They've bought Casado yep. and Enzo Fernandez, who they paid enormous, enormous, yeah, enormous, enormous green for, but. They bought players who are probably going to be among the best sure. players in the world in that position for the next decade. They may or may not stay at Chelsea. That, that may not happen. And yeah. And I think that when you have players of that description, it might, the balance, it might not be right with Lavia in there, but they're going to be fucking hard to beat and get at with, the, let's say that, let's say that's the midfield. Lavia, Casado, and Fernandez. They're probably lacking a little bit of creativity guard around the box, but you're immediately no one like running through that those three is not going to be easily done. And they've done it by just spending ridiculous money. Whereas United have not not spent ridiculous money on Mount, but and that's the thing, he sort of falls in between that stall of the young speculation who should get better, and you think will go on to be the best in the world and someone who already is getting close to that. But I mean, other than that, I mean, that squad, like that team they put out yesterday, given all the money they spent. was Yeah, it amazing. is weird when you look at a Chelsea team after they've spent £900 million and you go, well, I could do with a bit more of a, I mean, Sanchez in goal, fucking hell. It's just, how do you spend £900 million and have him in goal? It's just mad. And uh, he, he went absolutely wandering, didn't he, for the Liverpool goal? Or was it the one that's chalked off? Forget now. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll get some fun games the last two weeks of the window. I, I guess Liverpool are still looking for a midfielder and they must have money. And Chelsea are to fight it out for Lavia and, and United. Yeah, maybe we'll be in the mix for one of those. It's not, it's not clear that it will be a really top quality signing. So we've got, I mean, before, before the window closes, we've got Forest, Spurs. Spurs next, isn't it? Next weekend, then Forest. And then Arsenal yes, uh, on the 3rd of September. I guess the window's closed by then. Yeah, it's it's not it's yeah, it's not it's not easy that. So 
I think, yeah, Tottenham. Tottenham were also very. I watched Tottenham yesterday. They were they were very open and could he, like they could have beaten Brentford, but they could also have lost. They Madison Madison is a good player, but they don't. And Basuma played all right, but I think that the way they'll play is probably more suited because not because Postecoglou want them to play how Wolves did. I just don't quite think they've got they've got the right players. Whereas Wolves kind of had those strong, hard running players in midfield who. Spurs, Spurs don't quite have that, but obviously Spurs away is a difficult game, and the question ultimately is: Do United do you, do you change it? And I think, mate, I mean, do you? It probably do you take Sancho? You put Sancho in for Garnacho, yeah, playing through the middle. Interesting question that one, yeah, because it didn't really work today, did it? Not, not that Sancho playing up through the middle is. Is that it makes the ball stick anymore? Although when he gets it, he does. He's good in those tight spaces, isn't he? And that, and that's one of the things we saw in pre-season. Yeah, and he's a good finisher. And he's a good finisher. He's a good. So if you, yeah, if, so if you were to put Sancho at least, and the other reason you might put Sancho there is yeah. because it means you can put Rashford on the left. And much as I said, I'd, I'd like. I think if he could play centre forward, it'd be very helpful for this team and for him too. I think you, at this point. After a performance like that, you probably need to get him back on the left. You need to get, you need to, yeah, play, play Sancho maybe through the middle. And I don't know, in, in midfield, I don't really want to put McTominay in there. I'm just trying to think. Spurs played Bissouma, Skip, yeah. and Madison. And obviously, Bissouma and Skip are big, big athletic runners. I don't think they're as quick. As, and as yeah. good with, on running with the ball as, as what Wolves Spurs had. played three at the back. But, I can't remember now. I'm forgetting. So no, no. Uh, yeah. Postecoglou love, loves a four-three-three. They played. They played four-three-three. Um, just going to see if I have my paper with their team on it here. But I don't think I do that. Um, your doggy played yeah. at left back. The guy, the guy that they just signed, the guy that's come from Udinese. And the centre backs were yeah. uh, Van de Ven and Romero, but Romero yes, got concussed yeah. after scoring. I mean. It's still, it's still, it's still not a good team. But Son to me yeah. looks like he's lost the yard, and sort of with it, the, he was a great finisher. The sort of the confidence in the finishing seems to have gone a bit. Kulusevski is a physical brute, not quite good enough to play a, a team above Spurs, I don't think, but a good player. Richardson similar, not good enough to play in a better team than Tottenham, but can can be good and has quite a lot of abilities. I mean, United should obviously United should beat this team. But as you keep as you keep saying, the problem was isn't it's just it was the way that the team gelled and was structured made you made you think that something yeah. isn't right in the balance that isn't gonna change until you sign another player, which sounds wrong. Like it shouldn't be like that. It, it shouldn't when actually you like managed to do the business I'm early. Feeling. And uh, that's uh, it shouldn't be like that. But but look, hey, as crap as United played today. Got away with one, didn't lose like against Brighton. I don't expect United to go to Spurs and get hammered like we did at Brentford. So it would be very odd. Although, I mean, we were so hoping today Wolves could have scored three, couldn't they? Or four. Yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, obviously, it, it probably won't be like that against Tottenham. I don't think that that is more or less as badly as that group of players are capable of playing. And they did win. And they did keep a clean sheet. And were there that many times when I thought Wolves should score or are going to score? Not really. There was the one that hit the post. That's Kunya. Yeah. 
that was that that felt like yeah, the yeah. only you've got a score moment. So they had a lot of dangerous situations and chances, but there weren't many where I thought, "Oh Christ, they're going to score here." He's a funny player, Cunha, because there's a lot of there's a lot of what what you see in him. You think, "Ah, he's he's lively. He he's good at the ball. His feet. He moves into the channels really well, and he's just a dreadful finisher." And it's it's been true of every club he's been at: Union Berlin, Atletico. Where did he come from before that? Inter. Yeah, just he just has a very poor goal scoring record because he's not a good finisher. The rest of it looks good. So, I mean, I guess we should be thankful for that because <laughs> he managed to miss one from three yards out. There's never, there's never in the history of football been anywhere near as many brilliant players, especially attackers, as there are now. Like players, players with ridiculous ability. So, against loads of teams, if you like, there are players that can hurt you. The top teams are still smashing them most of the time because. Their players are even better, and they've just got so many of them that when games aren't going their way, they've just got so many options to turn them their way. But if you if if you if you have a bad night and players that Wolves have got have a good night, then you see a game like that because and that that didn't used to be the case. I would say like the teams like Wolves are miles better than teams who were similar status. 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, well, there's been a concentration of talent in the Premier League because of the... the, like. I think there is more talent also, though. Just there is is more talent. Yeah. I mean, probably, like, the the Um, academy setups across Europe are very, very, very similar, and they're producing a lot of very similar kind of players. I mean, there's a question mark that obviously is a debate amongst football folk about why all these academies are producing these sort of technical wide forwards and not too many straight up number nines because there aren't too many. So more, yeah, more, I think more kids want to be footballers uh, globally. It's not just the coaching. It's even before they get there, the system is set up not to miss anyone. If you're good enough, you're someone Mm. will probably find you and more people. And also I just think, the ability to become good. Like I played, I played a game recently. I played recently with fifteen-year-old, some fifteen-year-old kids, and there's some stuff that obviously always stays the same. That doesn't. Like, do you have a better sense? Do these kids have a better sense of where the ball is going to drop in the box than people older? No. Do they have a necessarily a better appreciation of where the where the holes are and where the passes are? No. But their ability on the ball, like the things that, like te- their technical ability, the tricks, the quickness of foot, is obviously miles better than what I what was going on when I was that age. Just because if you look at the, the players that we're watching, they're mm. just doing more of that. You just there's so much more skill and trickery in the game, particularly post Ronaldinho. But you've got defenders with ridiculous feet, and that didn't exist previously. So the level of the game is always, in some sense, in, in, in some sense, going up. So. When you and that's so you, you see that with wolves, like look how their defenders can, can everyone can play, everyone in their team can play, and if you ally that to some organisation and some massive athleticism as well, and some and just also I think the main difference in the end was just the conviction. They really they did. attacked that game yeah. in a way. United they started slowly and they and there was just at no point. I mean, I I was doing the live blog and I said United. United might score because they've got some quality players and you've only got to leave them alone for once and get done. That was what happened. I think United just 
there was no point at which I felt United were going to play better. No, and, and they were saved by one moment by Aaron Wan-Bissaka getting an assist. I think that equals his assist tally for last season, that does. Uh, and Rafa Varane absolutely loved scoring as well. It, it didn't feel like that was uh, disingenuous either. The, the, the uh, Maybe it's the release of frustration from playing poorly, but yeah, he loved that moment, Rafa Varane. Well, I think also there's relief, isn't there? Because yeah. he missed the he missed the first one, and he and he very rarely scores. Also, but I mean, I was really pleased for Wan Bissaka because I mean we've been saying this on here that he's looked like he was on the way out. He's been much improved since he came back, and his attacking players improved, but he still lacked any numbers. Yeah, like, literally any numbers to speak of. I think like no assists, no goals last season. I think, and ultimately the ball carrying is okay. But if United aren't a threat down his side of the pitch, he is not a good enough right back to play for United. And he did he he got some rewards tonight. He did he did he did really well. It was a lovely goal. Very good. All right, United's problem solved. We just need to go and spunk another fifty million quid, and they'll all come together. Something like that. There's a week off. They've got a training game on Tuesday against Everton because we need another one apparently. Maybe Ten Hag knew already that it wasn't, they weren't quite sharp enough. So I'm looking forward to Sean Dyche's men sticking it up them and us coming out with another few injuries. By the way, did you, did, is, was Lissandro Martinez injured or was that just because he got booked for flying into a player? Probably felt, probably felt like that, that one, because he'd almost, I think it'd been at least one, possibly two other occasions where he'd almost had to make a tackle. And, you just yeah you can't yeah. have that. So, well, I, I mean it's it's it, it seems sensible. It didn't yeah I didn't feel secure that he wasn't going to get himself sent off for sure. Very good. All right, Spurs next weekend. I guess we'll be back before then uh, with the midweek pod. If maybe there's something moving in the transfer market, or we hear something about the Mason Greenwood situation, although they appear to have kicked that can down the road yet again. I don't think the club, just not to repeat or everything I said from the last pod, but I don't think the club are quite, I don't think they're quite prepared for what is going to happen when it comes out. Because I think we know what decision has been made now, don't we? Because if it was any other way, we'd have been told. He's going to get reintegrated back into the squad. I don't think the club are quite realising how strong the pushback is going to be. But they will do soon. Well, now the story has the story changed. Not to they're going to consult with the they the, the women's team, but they're going to inform them of the decision. Yeah, that was Jamie Jackson. Apparently, got it dreadfully wrong. They're going to inform them, not consult. Yeah, right. And if 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 it's he's going, I don't even are you even bothering informing them. He's going to be reintegrated back into the squad. That's <laughs> why the decision. That's that's why they're uh, maneuvering it all this way round. And clearly there was that statement that came out from a group of female United supporters pushing back against it. I think there was some kind of protest today. I didn't I didn't actually check the media for what coverage of that there was. But yeah, for a club that's very sensitive on the, the PR, they are going to get some blowback. And rightly so, I think. I mean, I, I don't I don't want to prejudge it and speak as though the decision has been announced, but it, it doesn't look good. The amount of time this has taken doesn't look good. None, nothing, and I just, yeah, I, I got the in the inability to do the right thing on this because it's so obvious 
what the right thing is. And like, it's not that, and people will talk about rehabilitating Greenwood and it's not, you shouldn't be banned for life from doing these kinds of things. But I guess in the first instance, like that's, he's not uppermost in my concerns. Like the concern is morally, does he have a right to play for Manchester United? Is what he was what he did wrong enough for me to think yeah. that privilege should be revoked? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. And if someone else wants to take him and rehabilitate right. him, that's up to them. Right. And I think that's the right framing. Yeah, it always gets kind of positioned in the media as oh, what's right for United, and it's, that's not that's not the question. It's just not that's so far to the back of my mind, and it should be. I think it, what is the right thing first? This is a HR question. And a PR question, much less, a HR question for the club, and a PR question, a financial question, but mostly it's an ethical question. Anyway, maybe we'll hear some more, or maybe they just they'll never tell us because no decisions are ever made at this club with any speed, including on the pitch tonight. Pretty slow all round. Anyway, thanks a lot, folks. We'll catch you soon. Please.